Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Hebrews 13.7 Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Thank you very much. You can have a seat now. Can we all give Eric a hand? All right. So some of you might be thinking, okay, well... Today is Grandparents' Day, and it is actually a day on the calendar. And just like Mother's Day, just like Father's Day, today is on the calendar, Grandparents' Day. But some of you might be looking at me thinking, okay, well, I thought we were here to be honored and celebrated. You are. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a grandma, but I am a mom. And when I see my son do something, it makes me proud. I am a proud mom, I'll admit it. But... Beyond that, I look at the kids here in the next generation, and when I see them serving God, when I see them involved and participating, I am proud. I love these kids like they're my own, and it makes me so proud to see them up here. So I hope and I pray that you see that too in this generation, that you're able to see, thanks, thank you, Lord, that I get to see the fruit. For the years I've invested, thank you, Lord, that I'm able to stand here and watch the next generation step up and take leadership and be involved. So that's why we're doing this. It's not just to be funny, to be silly. I want to celebrate with you, and I want you to see what you've done. So before we dig into things, kids, how many of you got one of these sheets when you came in? Can you all wave it at me? It should say my sermon notes at the top. If you are a kid and you did not get one, can you put your hand up super high and an usher will come and give you one? There should be some pens in the backs of your chairs that you can follow along to. Okay? So these are sermon notes. What this is, is this is for kids because we know this is long. We know that that you are needing something to help you. And we want to help you. We want to teach you and train you how to learn from God. So this is going to help you. You're going to follow along. You're going to see some fill-in-the-blanks. You've already had a hint to the first fill-in-the-blank exercise. If you were paying attention, there's been some hints. Okay, and then there's matching the scriptures. So you're going to see in the PowerPoint, you're going to see the scriptures, and you're going to have to match up the scripture reference with the verse. Then there's a secret message. Now, on the bottom of the PowerPoint, there's going to be some letters. So pay attention through the entire thing because by the end of it you will have a secret message which I want you to remember now there's a section for words I don't understand so if I'm saying something and you're like I don't know what that word was or what did she mean by that I want you to write it down so that you can ask your parents about it later this week and then questions that I have maybe I said something that triggered a thought so maybe it's not that you don't know it but you're just like hmm That made me think, and now I want an answer. Then I want you to write it down there so you remember to ask your parents. And, as always, I have a challenge for you because I love challenges. Who loves a challenge? Who's competitive? I will admit I am competitive, so I like a challenge. All right, so there is a challenge for you this week. I want you to have a family night, and we're going to discuss that later, but have a family night together. Whether that be, you know, adults that you have grown kids, 
Invite them over. Have a family night. If you have little kids at home still with you, have a family night. If it's just two of you living at home, have a family night. And we'll talk about that more later. But that's your challenge. And then talk about who you are leading and who you are following. And then discuss the word emulate and what it means. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, let's just take a moment and pray. Father God, we thank you so much for today. God, we thank you for the opportunity to celebrate our grandparents, whether they are our biological grandparents or our spiritual grandparents. Father, we just thank you for the years that they've invested, the wisdom you've bestowed on them, the wisdom that you've given them. And we just thank you for the way that they've invested here at Bethel, that they've invested in us. So God, we thank you for that. And we just want to honor them and just give them a celebration. So help them to feel um, just the encouragement of seeing the fruits of their labor. So Father, may my words be your words, and may you speak through me and keep me hidden. We give this day to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so we're going to say that verse one more time, and it goes like this. I want you to yell it out with me. It says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of to you. Very good. Consider the outcome of their way of and imitate their faith. Hebrews 13, 17. Sorry, 7. Hebrews 13, 7. Don't get that wrong. All right. So as I mentioned, today is Grandparents Day, and we just want to take this time to celebrate you, to honor you, and thank you. I would not be here if it weren't for you. So to the Bethel family, my Bethel family, I just want to take a moment and thank you. I would not be standing here today if it weren't for you. There's a poster over here that says, building on our heritage. And I firmly believe that that's what we're doing, that we are standing here today. We have these kids in this building. We have the ministries we have because of the years you've invested through prayer and service, and I just need you to know from the bottom of my heart how grateful I am for you and the work that you've done. Will you all just join me in just giving a a clap for these people? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean it, and I love you all so much, and I just thank you for your prayers, for supporting us in the, the ministries that we have, and just believing in the next generation. Believing is a powerful thing. I had someone growing up who believed in me And I'm here today because of that belief. He pushed me. It was somebody outside of my family. So the spiritual grandparents in the room, maybe you're thinking, well, I don't have grandkids. Well, you can be a spiritual grandparent. Or maybe your grandkids are far away. Spiritual grandparenting is so important because kids need people outside of their biological family to know that somebody cares for them. That just because they want to, they genuinely want to. So to the spiritual grandparents, thank you. I am living proof that when you invest in a child, when you invest and love and support and pray for them, God takes over and God does big things. And now, to my biological family, hello everybody, they are right there, you can all wave at them and say hello and embarrass them. They've done enough to me, now it's my turn to do it to them. (laughs) So, to my biological family, not all of them can be here today, but to the ones that are, to my grandparents, I just thank you. If you've ever met these people, you would be blown out of the water by the faith and love and genuine, genuine love that they have for people. Now, my grandma's the kind of lady, and my grandpa, if I called them up here to do something, they would not like me. I've warned them, and I'm still going to do it, but they would far rather give you a hug individually, tell you how amazing you are, how loved you are, and how much God has in store for you. So that's my grandparents, and I am so thankful for them. If you've ever had somebody in your life that you can just say, Today's just a day that I need some extra prayer. We know, and this is a 
in my entire family. We all say that we know that we know that we know that if something's going on, grandma and grandpa are so in tune with the Holy Spirit that they know and they're praying for us. And that has a huge impact. So you may never hear it from your grandkids until one of them's up here telling you now, but you may never hear it, but know that your prayers are being heard, that your grandkids love you, that your grandkids appreciate you, and that you have a huge influence on their life. So um, I just want to read a quote for you that says, according to just about every study I've seen on the spiritual development of children, grandparents rank second, right behind parents, as the most powerful spiritual influence on children. So that may come as a shock to some because we think, well, I'm a grandparent, I'm out of the home, I've done my job, now what? But it is so true. Grandparents have the power to influence. I remember growing up, going to my grandma's house for sleepovers, grandma and grandpa would host us, and it was the funnest time. And every single night, without fail, grandma and grandpa would come and do bedtime prayers with us. And they were long bedtime prayers, because us kids thought we needed to pray for every single person and pet in the entire family, and every single thing we could think of. But that was huge for me. And now to be able to sit down with my son, and to be able to do bedtime prayers with him and watch him, he's only, he's not even two, and he'll sit there and he'll hold his hands when I say it's time to pray. And that is so cool for me to watch that. And now my mom and dad are grandparents. So knowing that my son has my parents to also be spiritual leaders is huge. I don't have to do it on my own. So to all you parents, you don't have to do it on your own. We have our grandparents who have years of wisdom and experience that we can rely on, that we can say help, that we can just sit back and rest and trust. Okay, God, you've got this. You can take care of this, and I know that I'm being supported in prayer and in deeds. So, that quote that I just shared from you, I know this is kind of a big jump, but that quote I shared from you is from a magazine called Homefront Magazine. You might have seen those magazines out on the kiosk, and those are free to take. So, what is Homefront Magazine, you may ask? Well, let me tell you. This is their mission statement. It says... We believe that the Holy Spirit is God's chosen teacher. It is he who causes spiritual growth and formation when and as he chooses. As such, we have articulated 10 environments to create in your home. We desire to create spiritual space, which we refer to as an environment in which God's spirit can move freely. So we truly believe in the power of the Holy Spirit here. In our kids' ministry, in our youth ministry, in every single one of our ministries of every single generation, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't believe there's an age cut off that you have to be a certain age to hear from the Holy Spirit. Anybody can hear from the Holy Spirit. So this is a tool to put in your hands to create those spaces at home. You might be thinking, how on earth do I do that? Don't worry. This magazine is phenomenal. It gives you practical tools and helps you to just know what to do. Because how many of you are like, okay, I can handle this family night thing, but now what? I've been there. It's like, okay, we've sat down. We've gathered our things. We're ready to have some family time. But now what? It's the end of the night. We're tired. We want to go to bed. What do we do? So that's what this magazine is all about. There's a monthly verse inside of it. You can put it in a picture frame. You can work on it together as a family. There's some family time activities. So when you have that, that challenge for the week, when you have that weekly time, what are you going to do in it? There's actual ideas. These articles are incredible. There's crafts. There's worship. There's conversation starters. There's traditions, prayer, storytelling, games, recipes that are actually pretty good. 
and God's word, there's a toddler activity. So how many of you in the room have toddlers? I'm in that boat. And I've thought, okay, now what? Like, this kid's not going to sit down for an activity. What am I supposed to do? I still want to do family time, but now what? There's a toddler activity in there. It's a simple rhyme, but it gets it instilled in them from a young age so that it's not all of a sudden they're in middle school and you're thinking, oh, how do I start this now? Which is not a bad thing. You always can start fresh. But when we start from a new a beginning, it makes it easier to keep that habit, keep that tradition rolling. So there's toddler time. There's a blessing, which is not just a prayer. It takes it one step further, and it's declaring over your child the scripture, the love, joy, peace, all of the good things we want our children to know and experience. So that is something for you to speak over your children. Um, then there's um, taking action. So how can you be involved? How can you... Um, take action, really. It's a very, very cool article. And then there's topics um, like global initiatives. How can you get involved? How can you be aware of what's happening globally? And then there's a section on inspiring, equipping, and supporting. So this is for middle school articles. High school, motherhood, fatherhood, marriage, tough topics, and the most important for today, spiritual grandparenting. So many of you may not have known there's actually a grandparenting section in this magazine. So this is for parents, this is for grandparents who want to take this tool and invest in their families. So please take one every single month there's a new one and they're available at the kiosk go through it with your family read it and you will be blown away by the fun that you can have investing in your family so just as you take that time each week that you say holy spirit have your way in this time you carve out that time you actually put it in your schedule because how many of us know that weeks get busy and if we say well we'll do it tomorrow we'll do it tomorrow tomorrow never comes So I want you, when you go home, pick a day of the week. Actually say, so Monday nights at 7 p.m., we are having our family night, or whatever day or time works for you, but carve it out. It is special time. It is a time for you to invest in your kids, to pour into them, and just your grandkids, your family, just carve that time. Make it important so your kids know that you care. Right, kids? How many of you love spending time together with your family? I love it. I absolutely love it. Still to this day, I love going to hang out with my brothers and my sisters and my parents, and I don't even live with them anymore. So I love it. It is so important because we took this time when we were younger. We played games together. We invested in each other. We loved each other. And now we get to see the benefits of that. So as you dedicate your time to God, as you say, Holy Spirit, move in this moment, I am so excited to hear stories of how God begins to transform your lives. As God begins to move mountains, change situations, just wait. As you give it to him, he can handle it. He will take care of it and he will will move and change your life. So, as you remember to dedicate this time, let's think back to the verse which tells us to, who can yell out the very first part for me? Yell it out real loud. Remember. Remember. Yes, we need to remember our leaders who spoke the word of God to you. So as I mentioned earlier, I would not be standing here today if it weren't for you. Whether that is people who have never been here before, people who have been here, people who have been involved in my life since day one. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. So thank you. And I just want to tell you a verse. So it's on the next slide. So it goes like this. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. So this verse says, train up. 
we've all done some sort of training. And these, I know it was a funny game, but these grandparents were up here. And many of them, I'm sure, have taught their children or grandchildren how to shave. But it's a very different experience when I put the twist on it and gave it a little game. But, you know, we've all had that training opportunity. But some versions say that you don't need to just train, you need to direct. So we need to guide them. So, but many of you might be sitting here thinking, well, I did all of that. I trained my child, I directed them, I invested, I prayed, I poured into their lives, and right now they're not serving God. Now what? And I tell you this with an aching heart, and based on a conversation I had earlier this week, from a mother whose son is not serving the Lord, and I know it hurts, I get that, and I don't discredit that. But what she said will always, always stick with me. She said, I know that I know that I know God has a plan for their life. And I know you do too. I know you know that. But hold on to that. And she also said, she said, I love him so much I didn't know it was possible. And as a parent, I get that love. Kids, I want you to join me in thinking of who is the one person in the world that you love more than anybody else. Think of that person in your head. Parents, grandparents, join me. Everybody. Think of the person you love more than anybody else in the entire world. And know that that's how much this person loves her son. But the craziest part of it all is, is I need you to hear this, is that God loves that person even more. More than you and everybody else in this room combined. God loves them even more. So how much more does God have a plan for that person? If you want them to be saved, if you want them to know the Lord, how much more does God want that? So we could use this opportunity and be mad at God and say, God, I did it all. Now what? Why are they not doing what they're supposed to? Or we could take this opportunity to say, I know that I know that I know you have a plan. And I trust you. And I'm going to be patient. And I'm going to dedicate every moment to praying for that child. To loving that child. And kids, maybe you don't have kids of your own. But to your friends. Maybe you have friends at school with you that you're like, oh, it breaks my heart that they don't know Jesus. Know that you know that you know that God has a plan for them. So do what he asks you to do. If he's asking you to pray for them, always pray for them. If he's asking you to invite them to church, invite them to church. Begin to pray and ask God, God, what is your strategy? Because I might have a strategy and I can try and try and try until I'm blue in the face and it's not going to work. But when I stop and I say, God, what is your strategy? What's going to happen? God's going to move those mountains and God will begin to work on their heart in ways that I never could, in ways that you never could. God can do it when we let go, when we give it to him and say, I love you and I trust you and I know that you have the plans for this life. So just trust. And I know that I'm not in that place right now for my child or my grandchildren, but I have family, I have friends that are in that position and it breaks my heart, but I need to let go. I can't have a white knuckle grip because then it doesn't give God the space to work his miracles. We need to let go and let God. So 
just to encourage you further, how many sports fans do we have here? I'm not going to put up my hand because I know nothing about sports. So I'm sorry. But this past year, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl when they came back from defeat in the fourth quarter and won the game in overtime. Is that right? I just read that from a quote, so thank you. I'm glad it's right. Likewise, grandparents can come back and win the hearts of their grandchildren in the fourth quarter of their lives. Amen? Amen. So when we let go, when we give it to God, when we do those things, God can take over. God can move in ways we can't. So remember that. Just trust God and know that just like the New England Patriots won in the very nick of time, God has a plan, and when we partner with him in his plan, his plans will succeed. Not our plans, but his. All right, so now I need some volunteers. I told you that I was going to call up my grandparents and my parents, and I'm going to do that now. So come on up, Grandma, Grandpa, Mom. My dad couldn't be here today. He is very sad. He got stuck up north, but he is with us here. If he could, he would be here. But we're gonna, I'm going to set this, these dominoes out. So these, each of these dominoes represents us. Whoops. All right. So, Grandpa, you can do the first one. Can you just place the domino up here on this table? One for Grandma, one for Mom. Yep. Just like up like this, like we're doing a domino train. Yep. Thank you. And Grandma and Mom. So the reason I'm getting them to do this is because they have been the, the start. You guys can go sit down. Thank you. So they were the ones that began this domino chain. Now I need, I need five kids to come up. Let me see who has not been up yet. Zane and Kiernan, Pearl, Lincoln, do you want to come? No? Okay. I need two more. Emma and Lucas. Come on. All right. So you're all going to get a domino, and you need to place it very, very carefully next to these dominoes. Okay. Can you place it? So each of these dominoes represent us. Okay, you can go sit down once you've placed your domino. Be very... Oh, oh! We'll put them back up. These dominoes aren't very stable. Oh, yeah? Okay, who didn't get one yet? You? All right, thank you. Be very careful not to bump the table. Very good. So each of these dominoes represent us. So the very first domino that was laid represents the people in my family that were the first to give their lives to the Lord and to say, this is a new beginning. So then there's my grandparents, there's my parents, and now there's me. But whether you are the first domino or whether you're the 50th domino, we all have an important role, and you're going to see what that is in a moment. But know that... Do you need a different one? There. Try that one. See if that one's better. But we all have an important role. None is better than the other. The first one's not better than the second or the third. We all have the same job. Now I need somebody to come up and knock it over. I need... How about a grandparent? Can I have a grandparent come up? Who's a grandparent? <laughs> I see some resisting. Come on, we need a willing grandparent. Just come on, running up. Grace, would you come up and do the honors? Yes. So, you're about to see what happens with domino faith. Can you just knock it over for us? There we go. See? Thank you. So you see, one domino didn't have a better job. One domino didn't have job they all had the same job and what was that job 
to knock over the the next one. So just like us, whether we're the first dominant, whether you are the one that is sitting here today saying, I have made the choice to step out from whatever was before me, that I am changing the path of my life. I'm giving my life to God and I am saying, this is the new foundation. Whether you are the first one, whether you're the second, third, fourth, fifth, whether you're the 50th, if you are in a generation, a generation after generation of people who have dedicated their lives to the Lord, you are so blessed. Just take a moment and think about how blessed you are that you don't have to start that foundation. You've been able to walk into life stepping up on that foundation. So instead of me having to start down there, I get to start up here. So we need to be grateful for that, but that does not discredit the person that's standing down there. They all have a job. All of us have the same job. We all are required to go and find that next domino and share the good news, to share Jesus with them. We all have that job. So remember that, that that just because you might be the first or the last, it doesn't matter. Each one has the same role. They all have the same job to advance the cause, to advance the domino chain, the ripple effect, to advance the kingdom of God. We all have the same job to go and make disciples. So to those, I just want to say thank you. To each and every one of you who are taking your ripple and are going and extending it. You're not standing here with your own domino because one domino does nothing. You have to have a chain to cause that ripple effect. We have to spread it. And the more that we get spreading, I've seen some pretty crazy domino chain videos that they go like all around the room and they have all crazy different things that they can do. We all have a job to go and do. It's going to look different for every one of you. It might mean one person, it might mean 10, it might need 50, 50, 100. Whatever that means for you, you all have a job and don't discredit it. No matter where you are, whatever your position is, this domino on its own cannot get over here to reach the next domino. God's placed this domino, God's placed you in a unique position that you need to reach the people around you. No matter what a domino says, a domino can't just jump up and go to the next one over there and say, well, I want to be there. That domino has a better job. How many of us know that's absurd? That's crazy, right? Kids, do you think a domino could just like hop up and jump and say, nope, I'm going to go to the next part of the domino chain? Can a domino do that? No. So as humans, we need to obey. We need to say, God, I know you've placed me in this place for a reason. Who's my domino? Who am I going to go and teach? Who am I going to invest in? So that's the next part of this is consider the outcome of their way of... Life, yeah, consider the outcome of their way of life. So consider how they persevered in their faith. Many grandparents are here today, and they've gone through a lot. A lot that we will never, ever know about. Kids, how many of you have grandparents? How many adults have grandparents? How many have great-grandparents? It's so amazing that we have that heritage. But you know what? If I just stay here, I think about my own little life, And my own little job, is that going to get me anywhere? No. I need to consider those gone before me. I need to ask them. I need to reach out and say, how did you get where you got? How did you do that? They have so much wisdom and stories. Grandparents, I know you know this is true. You have so many stories. And some of the best memories I have are with my grandparents. Doing crazy, silly things. Whether it be like waffles in the morning or walking like a penguin with my Nana. I'm not joking. We actually did this. We were delivering newspapers once. And 
Can you kids picture this? I want you to picture your grandparent doing it because it's hilarious and it's awesome. This grandma is not here today with us, but she babysat us once. My parents went on holidays and we had a newspaper route as kids. And my Nana, she's about this tall and she is the sweetest little lady, but she taught us how to walk like penguins. So we're going down this hill in the middle of winter, walking like this, doing our newspaper route. So picture your grandparent doing that and how funny that is. So totally unrelated to how much wisdom they have, but they're fun. We need to consider their lives. We need to be involved, invested, and just because they've lived it doesn't mean it's done. We have the opportunity to think about that. So in this context, the word consider means to observe carefully. Are we just going to sit there, twiddle our thumbs, and think, oh, that was cool? No. How are we going to learn from them unless we ask them? How many of you have ever been in a situation where you've asked your grandparents and they've told you the coolest story? Have you ever heard a really cool story? But did it just like drop on you or did you have to ask for a really cool story? Oftentimes we have to ask for that cool story. So don't be afraid. We have to observe it. We have to watch. We have to look for it. It doesn't just mean you're skimming along and la-di-da-di-da. You have to ask for it. So join me in asking your grandparents for those cool stories. Asking, how did you come to know the Lord? That could be an incredible, incredible story. I've asked, and it is an incredible story. God can do amazing things. And if we don't ask, we'll never know. So take the time. You're going to get a chance at lunch today, but take the time to ask these questions. Call up your grandparents and just say, hey, just wanted to chat. What's going on? Tell me a story. And you will be surprised by the things you'll learn. You have to observe carefully. So, it's not just our words that matter. It's not just the things they say. Your grandkids, you know, us kids, we're watching more than the words, right? What else do we do? We watch. We imitate. We observe and we learn. Their actions need to match their words. Because we are watching. So we need to be careful of what our actions are. Because those also matter when people are watching us. So my question for you is this. Who are you leading and who are you following? It's not just about being in your own little bubble. Somebody is leading us. And ultimately that needs to be Jesus. But Jesus has given us people on earth to mentor us, to lead us, and to guide us. So kids, you have this job too. Adults, we all do. We all need to find somebody and say, hey, can you invest in me? Sometimes God will bring that person to you. Sometimes God will tell you, go and ask this person. Because maybe God's working in their heart at the same time, and they're just going to go, oh, yeah, of course. So we both need to be open and receptive and asking God, who do I need to lead? Who do, who do I need to follow? So here's a little experiment. Kids have probably seen this before because it is one of my favorite experiments. Kids, can you raise your hands? How many of you know what I'm about to do? All right. So I need a volunteer to come up and help me with this. Carly, come on up. All right. So I need you to tell me what you see in these glasses. You can come right up beside me. What do you see in these cups? Do you know what this is? Or do you need me to take it out and show you? Or do you want to touch it? Can you poke it and see what it is? An egg. Okay, so smell this. What's this egg in? Smell this one. That's vinegar. So what do you think this one is? 
Just water. It's tricky because my hands probably smell like vinegar. All right, so we have an egg in here in water. Can everybody see the egg in the water? All right, so the egg represents us. And feel the egg and tell me what's special about that egg. It's hard. Does it feel any different than any other egg? No, it's like an ordinary egg. And what's special about the egg on the outside? The shell you said was? Hard. It has a protective layer, just like all of us do. We have this protective layer that we refer to as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit protects us. He gives us, some of us call it our conscience, but the Holy Spirit will speak to us and say things like, Psst, you shouldn't lie about that. You should tell the truth to your parents. Or maybe it'll be, psst, bullying's not nice. What you're saying to your friends, you can't say that. Or maybe they'll say something like, psst, you should go and talk to that person. They need to hear an encouraging word. The Holy Spirit protects us from those bad choices. When we surround ourselves by good company, which was the water, we have that protective layer. Now I need you to help me with one more thing. We said this was vinegar in here. Does everybody believe, Carly, that this is vinegar? It is. It stinks. Can you feel the egg for me and tell me what's different about this egg? It's like softer. It's soft and squishy. The longer I leave it in here, you can go sit down now. Thank you so much. The longer I leave it in here, the more it's going to become like a rubber ball. If I were to leave it in here till tonight or tomorrow, it would actually look like a bouncy ball and feel like one too. Because the outer shell literally dissolves. So this is a verse that I have to share with you. It says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. So maybe you are in a situation right now where you're hanging out. You've just started back to school and you've got some really awesome friends. How many of you just started back to school this week? Yeah. So this is a challenge for you. Pay close attention. When you surround yourself by good people, good things happen. We keep that protective layer. We keep that that wisdom from the Holy Spirit. We're open to hear what he has to say, and we're protected from those bad choices. But what happens when we surround ourselves with bad company? The shell dissolves. That protective layer just dissolves. We stop listening to the Holy Spirit. We start shutting him out and saying, nope, I'm going to do it my way. The choices of my friends are better, but are they really? Never. God's choices, God's direction on your life is always better. So instead of letting the bad company corrupt your character, literally dissolve your character and leave you soft on the outside, leave you without that protection, that's what happens when we have people who have bad influences on us. So we need to have that. We need to have those good friends. We always need to be reaching out to the friends that don't make the wise choices. But we need to make sure that the people in our lives that we spend the most time with are the people that care about us, the people that invest in us. So that is what I want you to remember, that whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but, who, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Proverbs thirteen twenty. So remember that. If you walk with the wise, you will become wise. So... Walk with your grandparents. Grandparents have so many years of wisdom and lessons learned that you can learn from. So learn from them. Ask them to help and keep that protective layer and make it an even more protective layer. Grandparents love us so much. They can invest in us and teach us so many cool things. Like, I need an example of something a grandparent has taught you. Anybody? Shout it out. What do your grandparents teach you? 
Real loud. To ride a bike? Yeah. What about anything else? Real loud. Riding a two-wheeler? Braiding your hair? My grandma taught back to my dad taught me how. Your grandpa? That's awesome. All right. My grandparents have taught me things like how to bake a pie. My grandparents are Mennonite, hence the braiding and the pies. But it's it's amazing. They teach me amazing things. So your grandparents can teach you too. So they can also teach you about God. How amazing is that? That you don't have to start from the bottom. You can reach out to grandparents or spiritual grandparents and say, teach me. I don't want to start from the bottom. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to get to the next step. Your grandparents are there to help you. So parents and grandparents can do this. Then they can read their Bibles. They can tell stories. They can take us to church. But when we have grandparents who follow God, we can learn by imitating their godly actions, which leads me to the next point. It says that we can imitate them. So the last part, shout it out, is to imitate their faith. So now it is our job. It's not their job anymore. It's now on us. So has anybody ever said something like, stop copying me? Been there, done that. In fact, with my sister, a whole lot. I got so mad when she would copy me. And you know what my mom's response was? I'm sure you've all heard it before. It's a form of flattery. She wouldn't say it like that, don't worry, she's not that dramatic. But she would tell me it's a form of flattery and I didn't get it. How many of you just don't get? But they're copying me and it's annoying. How is that a good thing? Well, it is. People are watching you no matter your age. They're watching you. So whether you're a grandparent, a parent, or you're a student, you're a child, people are watching you. So I need a volunteer to come up who knows some shadow puppets. Who knows shadow puppets? Let me see, let me see... George, come on up. Okay. So, we are going to do the shadow puppets right on here so that there's no light. Can I get the lights dimmed up front? Okay, so you're going to do your shadow puppets on here. Can you do that? I'm going to show the, shine the light in your hands, and you are going to do it. Okay. You ready? Okay. Can you do the shadow puppets right here? Can everybody see if I do that? Right up here. This might not work real well, but we're going to try. We can see a little shadow there, right? Now answer this question. Can the shadow do what you're doing without your hands right there? So if you moved your hands, is the shadow going to stay there and do it? No. Can your shadow remember what you did and imitate it later? No. Okay, we need another volunteer to come up. We can have the lights back on now. We need another volunteer. You can stay up here. I'm going to turn off my flashlight. There we go. All right, we need another volunteer. Yeah, right there in the green chair. Come on up. Okay, so now you're going to do the shadow puppets, but this time instead of me shining the flashlight, you're going to copy him. Okay, so do a shadow puppet to teach and show me how it works. Can you do that? Okay. Here, like this. Yeah. Now your other hand with your thumb out. This way. Thumb out right there. Okay? Now, if you move your hands, are his hands going to stay like that? Put your hands down. Your hands stayed. You can remember what he did without him standing right there, right? Thank you. You can go sit down. Okay? So, the shadow will copy what you're doing. When we had the flashlight up here, it would only copy it if George was standing right here doing it. 
As soon as he moved his hands, it wouldn't, it wouldn't remember it and it wouldn't do it. Does it remember what you've done? The first time, no, it couldn't remember. As soon as the hands were gone, it was gone. But when we did it the second time, we had another helper come up. They will remember it. They can copy it. And could it imitate you without you doing it again? Yes. This is the kind of imitation we want. We don't want that one time as soon as you're gone, it's done. We want to invest and provide an imitation that can be copied and imitated later. This verse is asking us to emulate their faith. To emulate actually means to match or surpass. That's the kind of faith we want. We don't want to all just stay on the same level forever. When we have that foundation, we get the opportunity to step up and go a step further. Because they've taken that, that first step. Now we get to take the next step. We get to learn, and then we get to grow, and then we get to teach the next person. And we constantly get to take that step further, to surpass them, to go beyond. So when we played that game at the beginning, the shaving game, you saw that it was very difficult for the the youth to stand there and just say, you know, like this. The person behind couldn't see them. It wasn't working. But as soon as I said, you can tell them with your words, it worked a little better. And as soon as I told them, okay, you can actually act it out. You can show them what to do. It went even better, right? Yeah. So that's what we need to do. I need two, three more volunteers. I'm going to get some youth this time. I need... Where's a youth? Eric, come on up. And then for the other one, I need Misha. And I need... Let me see. Over there, come on. Ben, let's go. Okay, so... Eric, you're going to take this mirror. You're going to use this mirror, and that's how you walk around, okay? So your job is to walk from here around to those back doors with this mirror, okay? You can go and stand on the ground and use that mirror to get you where you need to go. All right, now you are going to lead Misha from this spot to that back door. So you've got to turn around, you're going to walk backwards and use the mirror to guide you. And you are going to be her guide. You can be Misha's guide, okay? So you're going to guide her to that back door, however you need to. You're going to guide her, okay? So you can use your words, your actions. You get to guide her to that back door, okay? Let's see how this goes. On your marks, get set, Go! Okay, you got to follow him. You can go forwards if you need to. (laughs) All right, which one was more effective? That one. And you know what? All right, Eric, you can bring the mirror back forward. Thank you for your help. You can go sit down. So the team with the leader and the follower were more successful because when we walk the path on our own, we don't have our own, sorry, when we walk the path on our own, we don't have anyone to lead us. We're relying on our own sight. And how many of you know with your rear view mirrors, or if I'm standing here like this, when I think I'm going left, I'm not really, when I look in the mirror, everything's backwards and I'm not doing what I think I'm doing. My vision, my sight is distorted. And that's what that is like. So when we're doing it on our own, we don't have that wisdom in that direction. When we ask God into our lives and we say, lead me, guide me. And when we choose a mentor here on earth, it's like that. It's so much easier, so much faster. We can get to where we need to go with the help of others. So it's our responsibility now. As kids, as children, no matter your age, it's our responsibility now to take that step. 
to find someone to follow. You can't be a leader if you don't have a follower. You can't be a follower without a leader. So it's our job to find someone who has gone before us to lead us. And in 1 Timothy 4.12, this is what it says. Let no one look down on you because of your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Show yourself as an example of those who believe. So kids, just because you're young doesn't mean you can't do it. You have just as much qualifications. You are just as important as everybody else in this room. You have the same job. To find somebody, to show them the way to Jesus. To show them how to live by the way that you live. They follow us. They watch us to see what we're doing. So in Psalm 71, 17 and 18, it says, Since my youth, God, you have taught me. And to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. That is my prayer for you. That you don't stop here. That you never become complacent. That you're always like, okay, God, who's next? Who's next? Who can I tell about your goodness and your power and your awesomeness? Who's next? That's what we get to do. Because that's what our grandparents have done for us, right? Our grandparents have invested in us. They've trained us. They've poured into our parents. And now they've poured into us. And now it's our job. We get to go up and have kids and grandparents or grandkids to pour into anybody. We get that. And that is my prayer that you will never stop until you get to tell everybody about the glory and the power of God. So as we head for lunch in a moment, I want you to discuss the following question. Who are you leading and who are you following? There's cards on the table that on one side you're going to write who you're leading. The other side you're going to write who you're following. Take that with you. Reflect on that. And continue. Kids, this is your job too. So kids, all eyes up here. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I know I look silly, but I need you to look at me. Even you have somebody to lead and somebody to follow. So ask God, when you wake up in the morning, say, God, who do you want me to lead today? Who do I need to talk to and who do I need to be an example to? And God will tell you. And you get the opportunity to do that. So, as I've said, ultimately, ultimately, we need Jesus as our leader. God's given us people on earth to lead us. But Jesus needs to be that number one leader. So if you're here today, and just in closing, if you've never made that choice to follow Jesus with every eye closed, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you. So all eyes closed. If you've never made Jesus the leader of your life, and today is the day that you say, yes, Jesus, I want to do that. I'd like you to raise your hand. Or maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, okay, well, remember that verse back at the beginning that said they'll train you up in the way you should go and when you're old, you will not depart from it. Maybe you have departed from it, but now you're sitting here thinking, I need to get right with God. I need to get back to where I was and I just don't know how. This is your chance. So if that's you and you're saying, I need to get right with God, I want you to put your hand up. Just say, God, I give it all to you. Thank you. another moment so I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward can we all just stand the prayer team can come forward musicians if you want to come and just play some music for us and now in all seriousness I need you to turn to the person beside you and say are you in that position I want to call the people forward that have said yes 
today I need to rededicate my life to God. I need to get back on that track. If you want to come forward and receive prayer, please do that. And now turn to the person beside you. And in all seriousness, I need you to ask them, do you need to go to the front right now? I will go with you. Take a moment and ask them. And if that's you, come forward with them. Encourage them. Walk with them. Come forward to receive prayer. All right, so let's just take a moment. I want you to pray after me. Father God, just pray out with me. Father God, thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross to forgive me, a sinner. I know I've made mistakes. I know I've sinned. But in this moment, I believe that you sent Jesus. I believe you sent him to save me. You sent him to forgive me. And I thank you for that. And in this moment, I choose to step out and say, you are the leader of my life. I give my life to you every day for the rest of my life. Lead me, guide me, love me and help me to show this to others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So as you go today, I'm just going to call Pastor Chad forward. And just remember that. Who are you leading? Who are you following? Who can we imitate? And who's imitating us? Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ashley. Can we give Pastor Ashley a hand?